Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is July 21st, 2021. It is a Wednesday. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Today I'm trying to use the different, I'm trying to use the iPhone as my uh, webcam for today. I've had some issues with it before. Um, we'll try it again today. Give it another shot, see how it goes. Uh, I think the problem is I'm getting too much light from this window and I think that's the problem. The other problem is that uh, it's giving me too much picture clarity. One of the things that has become apparent looking at myself now in this camera is that when I um, put sunscreen on my face, even when I kind of like wash it, I still have like kind of like that zinky residue right here in kind of like the face facial hair scruff. So that's kind of a weird look, but you know, we're going to go with it for today. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys uh, will be patient with me and it, it won't uh, turn you guys off too much. Uh, first, let's say hi to everyone listening on the audio version on the podcast. Hopefully you guys are having a good run out there today. You can't see me anyway, so hopefully the sound is coming through nice and clear. And for those of you guys watching this on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you're at a time in the day where you can enjoy a nice relaxing beverage. I'm having my afternoon coffee. Uh, just made myself a fresh cup and Definitely am enjoying it. Awesome. So let's see who's here in the chat. We've got uh, Vincent is here, says Helco and Bam. Great day for a long run. Ooh, definitely is. I took a bit easy today. I took a rest, kind of a rest day today. I did go to the pool and swim for an hour. I got in some pretty good swimming today, I think. Not, not the prettiest swimming, but I'm swimming longer and feeling more relaxed in how not good it Feel, you know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm comfortable with my, I'm getting very comfortable with like what it feels like at my, you know, beginner swim level and it's not freaking me out. So I felt like that was good. Um, but um, I'm not going to run today because I did have a little bit of a track workout yesterday. So I thought good to kind of give the body a little bit of rest here though. I'm not sure how great it is of a day for a long run. It's very humid and it's getting very hot. Today, I'm going to try and take the kids for a little bit of a hike. I'm not sure how well that's going to go. We'll go after live stream, but it is like overcast. So hopefully that will help. Garrett Meek says, finally able to make a live stream this week. The need to be an adult has been getting in the way and hope everyone is doing well. I can certainly relate to that. I think everyone here can relate to that. Um, yeah, I had, I mean, I guess in my world of adulting, uh, a lot of it is, um, you know, trying to make sure that the kids are having a good summer. Um, sometimes they do a better job of it than others. Yesterday, I feel like I did a pretty good job. I took them swimming twice. Um, and I feel like we just had like a lot of fun outdoor time. And so uh, I'm, really, I'm really, really tired. And I was supposed to do more work on the review for this watch. I wanted to get that out today, but I still have a lot more B-roll to film in terms of like, you know, watch footage and stuff like that. So I, uh, you know, I got a little bit behind. So I know how you feel, Garrett, but glad to have you here today. All right. We've also got Drew H says, happy Wednesday. That's a good thing to celebrate. And uh, Ines says, hi, Kapuzi and everybody. What's going on, Ines? Good to see you. Jeff Elliott says, hello. Regan Dugan says, hi, everyone. And Sean Marshall is here. Gives a nice little bit of a wave. Awesome. Shannon says, hi, co-fam. Co-famsy. Co nice. Says, off work today. So I'm rocking the stream on the big TV and phone for the chat. Oh, whoa. A little dual stream. That's cool. Um, awesome. Very cool. CB76 says, yo, what's going on? 
And PG1980 says, how's it going? Brendan Cam is here as well, says, good afternoon. Where to go? All right. Um, Stevie 76 says, what's in your Olympic gift bag? That's funny. Yeah. I don't have an Olympic gift bag. I'm not gonna, ever going to get one of those. Although I was thinking like, I don't know. Maybe I could figure out a way for one of these brands to send me to an Olympics one year. That'd be kind of fun. I mean, I, you know, I'm not that interested. We talked about the Olympic Village yesterday. You know, I wouldn't be able to get to the Olympic Village, but um, I think that there's a lot of stuff that happens just kind of like at a big marathon. You know, the brands are there. They're to see their sponsored athletes, but they're also there to just do a lot of promotional stuff. So I don't know. That could be interesting. I did see that uh, a new Olympics was announced, Brisbane. I think that's how I say it, right? He's going to get the 2032 Summer Games. So that's pretty cool. Congratulations to Australia. Ian Harris says, greetings from Malaysia. What's going on, Ian? And MC1796 says, what's up, Kofuzi? Ken Fab says, my hair with this camera over here also looks great. Yeah, I think, well, you know, I think that's a little bit of this, the glare coming off of the light. Um, but I was joking with my mother-in-law that I've been going to the pool so much because I go in the morning to do lap swim and then I try to kick the kids in the afternoon and sometimes night swim is available. Yesterday was one of those nights. So I was like, yeah, I'm spending so much time. I'm going to have in the pool and in the sun, I'm going to have bleach blonde hair by the end of the summer. Maybe it'll just be a, a shiny gray patina <laughs> by the end. I think that's probably the closest I'll get to like beach bum kind of hair. <laughs> Luis Becerra says, yo, what's going on? And Albert Long says, Hello, friends. Sean Marshall says, finding comfort in the discomfort. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it's. I think is going on in the swimming. It's just, I think what's been happening with me is not so much that because, you know, I'm not really swimming long enough, I guess, for it to feel like an endurance activity yet. It still feels very anaerobic a lot of times because I'm always kind of like out of breath and then I start to panic and then my I think I start flailing and then my arms get real tired. I feel like kind of that tingliness that you get when you've been running threshold for pace for a while. So like, you know, it's not, I'd like to be able to get to a point where I can get to a level of discomfort and stay there. But I think my swimming technique isn't allowing me to get there yet. But today I think I made a, a kind of a breakthrough in that and, and realizing that, you know, as I get tired, I move slower through the water and things start to sink, like my legs start to sink, but I'm still moving. I'm still there and I'm not, you know, drowning. So I feel like, okay, so it's not a disaster. So now let's do something about it. So that's kind of like the realization that I had today is that like, all right, it's not disastrous. It's not pretty, but I can work with this. So I think that's a good start. All right. PG says about this camera using the iPhone is that it looks like I have a gray beard. Well, I think that's this. I think that's the sunscreen over here. My, my skin over here isn't really that great, but you know, I've been getting so much sun, even though I put like the zinky sunscreen on uh, and I look kind of like a ghost when I'm in the water. Um, I just still think I'm getting a lot of sun between the running, the swimming in the morning and then being outside with the kids. So I think all of that is wreaking havoc on the camera and it makes me look weird whenever I see like kind of my reflection in a mirror or, or see my picture. Jeff Elliott says, I like the 10 hour video. I had a bike workout last week and it really wiped me out pretty noticeable during my next two runs. Yeah, I've been, um, you know, once the steeplechase is over, I'm going to focus really drill down a lot more on the cycling. Um, cause I feel like I can kind of coast through on the running. Not that I'm like, I'm so good at running. I don't have to train for it, but like, 
you know, I'm not as concerned about it and I can kind of stumble my way through um, if I can make it to the run. But I really got to start focusing on the bike and then on the swim. Um, I spent a lot of time like looking at some other bike options past couple of days. So, you know, soon after Friday, I'll be able to ready to drill down and I'm kind of looking forward to it. I just feel like I feel great when I run, when I've been spending more time, like not running, ironically. I just think that's because, you know, like the wear and tear of a lot of miles on the body. It's like refreshing to still like have that itch scratched in terms of like, you know, getting out there and spending a lot of time being active. But also then like when I go to put on some fast shoes feeling, oh, I feel fresh. I feel great. So, um, you know. Let's see how the triathlon goes, but I do think that like this cross training thing, I'm like begrudgingly, reluctantly, and surprisingly starting to enjoy it in terms of specifically how it interacts with my running. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, I don't know yet if I like triathlon, but I do know that I kind of like some of these other things. So that's been an interesting realization. All right. I got to, I got to jump down here. Uh, to catch up with you guys in the chat. So sorry if I missed some of your comments earlier. Um, let's see. Um, Sue Ann says, in terms of the swimming, not drowning is a life goal. <laughs> it, it, it is for me. Just don't don't drown, don't, don't die. Um, yeah, Matt says that swimming is slightly different than running that way. Going all out doesn't mean that you'll actually go faster. Form is more important than flailing. Yeah, that's something that I've realized too, is that like, you know, I'm really thinking a lot about, you know, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And right now I'm just thinking about slow and or smooth and like whatever, you know, pace I end up going is whatever pace I end up going. It occurred to me yesterday during the swim that uh, when I'm tired a little bit, um, my swimming speed is a, about the same as some of the people that are walking laps in the pool, just like I'm kind of like aqua jogging. And so I was like, oh, I thought I was so much faster than that. But apparently I'm not. But that's okay. As long as I can hit the distance without any problems, you know, I think I'll be all right. So I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of flailing over the past couple of weeks. And it doesn't really do much. It doesn't solve the things that I want the flailing to solve is something that I very, I mean, I guess probably a lot of people realize that quickly. It took me a while <laughs> to figure it out. Adam Fear says, and it's as Yogi Bear said, it's 90% mental and the other half is physical. <laughs> I love those. Um, all right. Shannon says, I'm sure your legs will feel heavy off the bike, but the 10K run would be so quick compared to what you're used to. That's that's kind of like what I'm thinking is that like I will feel like crap by the time I start running, um, but I'm also thinking like yeah at the end of the day it's going to be over relatively quickly. But then again, you know I'm I'm expecting to be out there for about three hours I think, so um, you know a 10k like that last uh, you know hopefully less than an hour of that it's going to be um, in the 10k and so you know it won't be a jog but we'll see what I have left. That's what, that, that'll be kind of interesting. You know, I'll do some kind of like bike runs to kind of get a feel for it and to get acclimated to that. But, you know, I, you know, frankly, I just don't have a ton of time. I just let myself be a little bit too distracted, but, you know, ultimately I wouldn't 
you know, I wouldn't delay doing this triathlon to do more training, you know. And Garrett wants to know, so after the try, does your training for an ultra start? No, uh, after the try, then I'll be training for the Chicago Marathon. Um, so, or actually, I'm kind of also training for the Chicago Marathon now at the same time. So that's kind of um, what's going on. But I get, you know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, a lot of people kind of bounce around um, between those kinds of events. Sean Marshall says, this summer I struggled with tempo and found that my frequency was just too much to expect good tempo's consistency. So I've taken a step back and been able to tap into that refreshed feeling you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's it's nice when you realize, I mean, I guess it's like, it's the same realization twice, right? Whether I'm talking about like swimming and relaxing and ending up being more efficient and faster that way. And also with the running and like giving myself a little bit more time between workouts or taking running rest days and filling that space with run swimming and, and cycling um, gets that refreshed feeling. And it's kind of nice. I, I recommend it to people. Um, Runner Dre says, whenever I finish a bike workout, I feel great. <laughs> and then I step off and feel it in my quads. Yeah. I, my goal is to not like completely collapse and fall down in the transition zone. Like I just don't want to like create uh, a scene or uh, like a pilot, like something where like I fall down and that causes people behind me to crash into me, that kind of thing. That's, that's like my main goal. Goal number one, don't get fished out of the water, like complete the swim. Goal number two is don't, wreck anyone else's chances of completing the triathlon and then goal three is like finish the triathlon <laughs> and uh let's do thomas says remember when you hit the water for your first try you will hit a moment when you feel gassed early just slow it down a bit and you'll be fine remember your run is your great equalizer yeah i mean i i, I really am going to get to the water and just be like everyone else just go um, I'm very nervous about all the stories you hear about people getting kicked in the face and, you know, accidentally pushed into the water further and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm not a great breather in the water. So like if I'm around a lot of people and there's a lot of churn and splashing, I just feel like I'm going to end up drinking so much of the lake. So um, I'm going to like, I mean, I know I'm going to feel really spent partway through this swim. Um, and right now I'm thinking of like, what are going to be my like rest techniques? Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to remember like, like I'm going to just not worry about who's passing me in the swim at all. That's my, you know, that's something I want to keep in, keep in, keep in mind. All right. Running question from, from Serb Eros says, what do you recommend me to buy? The New Balance Fuel Cell Rebel, the Endorphin Pro or the Endorphin Speed or Nova Blast, daily run and heavy weight. For a daily run, I would probably go with the Nova Blast. I wouldn't, uh, the endorphin speed might be it. If you're a heavier runner, as you mentioned here for heavyweight, the endorphin speed might be just what you want. The I haven't tried the new Fuel Cell Rebel, so I can't comment on that one. And then the Nova Blast is nice and squishy. I really love it. Um, but I think that the endorphin speed, if you're a bigger runner, taller runner, that might be relatively speaking, a nice amount of squish for you. So between the speed or the Nova Blast, my tendency is to lean towards the Nova Blast because I've just been loving that shoe so much. Um, but the speed could be an interesting choice too. The Endorphin Pro, I really wouldn't consider that for your daily run. 
for anyone, regardless of size. All right, Steve says, evening all. Late as I couldn't take out my new Metaspeed Skies. Oh, I couldn't not take out his new Metaspeed Skies. Nice. He did two fast miles and then crashed. This is not fit. And it was 85 degrees. It's a nice shoe. I can see this working for 5K and up. Yeah, I haven't run in mine in a while, and I'm getting very excited about it. I can't wait to run in that one again. Gunther Pelipata says, Hi, Co. Are you running the New York City Marathon too? It's the 50th anniversary. I'm not running it, but I am seriously consider going out to spectate it and to just kind of film it, not from like a, you know, following the leaders kind of thing, but just to go out and have like a fun weekend in New York, um, cheer on some other runners that are out there, maybe do a meetup and go to some of the other kind of events that are going to happen. I'm assuming it'll be, you know, I've never been to New York for the marathon, so uh, I don't know for sure, but I imagine it's a lot like with Chicago, a lot of the local running groups are putting stuff on. Um, there might be some fun kind of like pop-up running events to hop into, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm thinking about doing that. So I might be in the area. Let's see. Matt says, if you're worried about getting kicked in the water, try starting and aiming off to the side of the crowds. Going in the back of the pack isn't always safer. Okay. All right. Well, going to the side definitely makes a lot of sense to me. I like that idea, calmer waters and such. Um, back of the pack not being safer. That's a good, that's a great tip. Because I was thinking that that might be good, just kind of stay back a little bit. And then you just follow the feet in front of you. Then I like, I'm also worried about being able to like sight and see where I need to swim. Uh, in the open water, I have a hard time swimming straight, I've realized over the last couple of weeks. So that's going to be something to keep in mind. I'm assuming if I went way off course, at some point, someone would blow like a whistle or something, maybe at me. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see. Uh, but all, all good tips, Matt. Thank you. And Terry Furlong says, my top try tip, nose clip. That sorts the washing machine like swim start. Really? I've never thought of that. Hmm. And Gaza asks, anyone tested or ran the new Scott Speed Carbon RC or the Scott Pursuit? Both look quite interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen those yet. I've, been, I've heard about it. I want to say I've seen them on Instagram, but I haven't, I can't say that I've taken a close look at them. <laughs> Sean Marshall says, any thoughts on Robbie from Believe in the Run Obsession with the new Skechers shoe? Uh, I think that's great that he loves the shoe. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm going to try it, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's really working for him. But, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't quite see it, but I guess I haven't tried that shoe. I've never tried that model of shoe. I forget which one he's, I think it's like, the, is it the Max Road that he's super excited about? I don't know, but he does seem to be talking about it a lot. He says it's like the best shoe of the year, like all, all around. He likes it a lot. So I, 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 I have, I don't know that he had. Maybe he had. I think he had tried it when I was in Baltimore. I didn't talk about it too much. Mm -hmm. 
Um, all right, Tony Masia says, there are people in kayaks that will tap you if you go too far off course. They keep an eye out to keep everyone in line. All right, there we go. That's the information I need. <laughs> um, and Brian, he says, Seth likes that Skechers shoe as well, the Max Road 5. Yeah, I think he's always liked the Max Road 5, hasn't he? Not the 5, but the Max Road series. He's running a, I think he, I know he ran in the Max Road 4. I don't know if he ran in the one before that though. Now that I think about it, but well, I think Seth is a little bit lighter than Robbie, maybe a little bit shorter, but they have similar frames. So maybe that's something to say for it, but an interesting shoe. Salam wants to know, everyone talks about running easy miles too hard, but is there a thing as running easy miles too easy? I think at the far end there it is, if you're like, all you're doing is walking. So some people say that like there's a certain amount of heart rate that you should get above to really consider it running, but it's not very hard to get above that. Um, and so I want to say something like 110 heartbeat beats per minute is something that anything below that is probably just still walking and is maybe not giving you aerobic benefit. But um, it you can do a run walk and, and still get um, a pretty good aerobic benefit from that, um, especially for people who are not accustomed to running a lot of slow miles. Um, you'd be surprised at how slow you can go. Now there's the concept of junk miles. Some people think that some miles, if you're not running at a certain pace are not worth running. Um, and it's maybe doing you more harm than good. But, um, I think that at a certain point, if you're like way too tired and fatigued to be running, if your form degrades so much, it's not so much the slow pace that is detrimental, it's just that your body isn't able to handle the additional impact, which may then further impact your form, which may then cause undue uh, wear and tear on the body. So there's kind of that concept, but the speed itself, there's nothing wrong with the speed. So like if say, let's say someone's relatively fresh and they're just running, you know, nine minute, 30 second miles, 10 minute miles, 11 minute miles, 12 minute miles, whatever is very, very easy for you. I don't think that that's a problem. And I think that most people are, I mean, to the extent that it is, I, I think people would rather are so excited to run that you're going to end up running more than you're going to end up not running fast enough. So that's what I would think. Vincent says, is SJD that short in real life? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I, I don't know what his height is, but if I were to guess, I would say it's like between 5'4 and 5'6, something like that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think when I met the last time I saw him. Um, yeah, it never really struck me as a, a very, like a very short person. But, you know, I know his shoe size is, is pretty small. And so, like, that kind of, like, always jumps out at me when I think about his, his size. Um, but he's not – I don't think he's that small. Adam Pierce says, for the, the sighting and being able to see where I'm swimming, he says, practice looking up as you breathe every 10 strokes or so to keep you on track or do a breaststroke. Okay, for a beginner. And when coming back to shore, find a high landmark, easier to find than a buoy. Oh, I like that. There will be lots of landmarks because it'll be in Chicago. So that could be nice. Mm, all right. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Nice. Thanks for the tip. John L says, I have 
the Adidas Adizero Boston 8, and it's a great shoe, but I think it's a little bit boring. Do you have a suggestion for an everyday trainer that's more exciting? Is a Pegasus 38 a better choice? It could be, uh, but if you think the Peg, if you think the Boston 8 is a little bit boring, I would first shoe I would suggest would be the Hyperion Tempo. That I think is a lot of fun and has a lot of similar use cases. Uh, but that DNA flash midsole material, I think it's really exciting once you start running fast. So that's a fun one. Other one I would look at would be the Endorphin Speed. I think that's another shoe that can be used very similarly, kind of a trainer racer. Um, and that I think is a lot of fun. So those would be the first two that I would look at for you. And Thomas Bill says, when sighting, never trust another swimmer. I could, <laughs> that's funny. Can you imagine if I ended up following someone that was like just blindly just slapping away at the water and like didn't know where they were going. That's <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. I hadn't thought of that. That's a good tip. Uh, all right, Garrett Meek says, is the audio keep dropping sync and then eventually catching up for others? I think that that's the camera. That's do what, you know, the camera though, isn't in charge of the audio, but I think there's some sort of lag that's getting introduced with this camera. So for the rest of today, let's switch back to the other camera. And here we go. Let's do that. And now we're dark because I changed up the uh, lighting in here. So that would be a little bit darker, but all right. Let's see, hopefully that will fix things. Hold on, give me one second, guys. And all right. There. Hopefully that resolves some more issues. And see, now I don't look like I got a weird gray beard or gray hair. See how weird that is? All right. All right. Um, Adam says, in his first triathlon back in 1983, I started hyperventilating and at the start of the swim, nerves and cold. Oh, I could see that happening to me. I could definitely see that happening. And uh, Steve says, my Achilles that's been hurting wasn't that bad today. Awesome, Steve. Do you think the carbon plate takes pressure off the Achilles? Um, you know, it could because it's adding some sprigginess in there. But is the drop on that shoe different than what you, I mean, but that, is that, the Metaspeed Sky, is that a four millimeter drop shoe? So that, that really, maybe that makes a difference. Maybe if the drop is different um, from your other shoes, that could be it too. Or maybe it's just the bounciness of the foam that is like impacting your, your joints and, and, and tendons in a different way. So that, that could be it. Um, and he said, uh, Adam says, continuing in his first triathlon, only side slash breaststroke for the first half. Couldn't put my head in the water. Came out 395 out of 420, but passed a lot of people the rest of the way. Yeah, but you came out of the water. That's the important thing. And that's a, the thing that I'm going to be trying to focus on. And I am thinking right now, tentatively, that breaststroke is probably going to be the way that I rest if I feel like I need to take a break. So I, I see a lot of breaststroke in my future. Hopefully not too much, but you know, we'll see. And New Betra wants to know if I'm gonna be wearing a wetsuit for the try. I mean, I still have to procure one, but that's the plan. Uh, mainly because I'm very used to sw swimming with a pull buoy and I really like the pull buoy. People call it pull buoy, like it's a pool buoy. That's how everyone says it, but it's pull buoy. That's how I would wanna say it, by the way that the words are spelled, but I'm so used to swimming with that that I really wish I could race with that thing in. And I'm really wanting the buoyancy of the <laughs> wetsuit. Anything that's gonna make it feel more like that, 
I think will be very helpful to me. So that's why I'm thinking about going with the, the wetsuit. Um, and Jeff Elliott says, I wonder if backstroke might be a good way to rest while still making progress. What's what's funny is there's a couple of there's a, a couple that's been going to the Dyersville pool in the morning. And um they um I think the the gossip that I picked up from some of the other ladies at the pool in the morning, I haven't talked to them, um, but uh the gossip I picked up from the other ladies is that they're training for a triathlon in Monticello. I don't know when it is, but um they only come every once in a while. And they um they do a lot of backstroking while they're at the pool because their their strategy is that they're not gonna be able to swim the whole way. So they're gonna do a lot of backstroke. So they practice a lot of backstroking, but yeah, so we'll see. And um, yeah, Stevie 76 says gossip alert. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I feel like the the ladies there are like starting to take me in, you know, like every, you know, every day there's like a, one or two other additional questions that they're asking. Cause I think they're just curious about the weird dude that suddenly showed up one day and now he's here every day, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, in his number says runner Dre is a lady. Just say, Oh, my apologies. Oh, I didn't know that. My apologies. Um, yeah. And Matt says my, I'd also suggest you practice everything wetsuit, putting it on, taking it off and not panicking. You have something tight around you when you're out in the water. Okay. I will. I will. I'm going to walk around the house in it. <laughs> My wife is so used to seeing me like walking around the house in all sorts of weird outfits, sometimes in costumes and stuff too. Like, cause I do love running in costumes. The wetsuit I think isn't even going to phase her. <laughs> uh, and Phil says, uh, I'm planning to dress as Gaston at the Disney World Half Marathon this November. No one sprints like Gaston, negative splits like Gaston. That's awesome. That's very cool. And all the my wives are coming in. CV76 with my wife and his number, my wife. <laughs> you guys are so funny. Um, yeah, Thomas is bringing the ladies uh, at the pool to a live stream. That'd be fun. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That'd be interesting. They're, they're very nice. They're very nice. Um, Michael Mahoney says, is your try a chipped event? If yes, and you're really only racing the clock slash yourself. So you can space your swim out before playing catch up the rest of the way. That's an interesting point. And I actually don't know the answer to that. I assume that there's, it's, I assumed it's going to be like a marathon where there's gun time and then there's ship time. I got to figure that. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And so Roll says, once you get into triathlon, everything you thought was weird is not normal. <laughs> oh, it's funny. it's funny. Yeah, there's been, all, I mean, there's been a lot. It, and it's like, it's made me really surprised that like um, there aren't, I mean, I know that there are a lot of triathlon YouTube channels, but I'm surprised there aren't more just because there's so much more stuff to potentially review. And not that like, the stuff makes the sport or the stuff makes the YouTube channel. But I just feel like there's a lot of fodder, you know, like things to talk about in terms of the triathlon. And so like, I could, I mean, it's, there's just like a lot of content ideas that are coming to me. I'm like, if I wanted to be in that space, I feel like, Oh, there's lots of easy ways to kind of like go out and like test this, test that, um, compare things, 
you know, triathlon Terran does a really good job of that kind of content too. Like are the aero helmets worth it? That kind of stuff. So it's really interesting. I, I think the cycling world is similar just because there's so many different things. Like if you ever, like when I, when I do a review of a running shoe, it's like, here's the foam it's foam. And here's how much of it there is. And it feels springy to run in it and it's responsive or it's not responsive, you know, all that kind of stuff. But like I was watching a bike review today and they were like, here is this aluminum frame of the E5 series with carbon forks and a something stem and bottle mounts and a Shimano something and cassettes. And I was like, that was like 14 different brands and like 18 different products. I just feel like there's a lot to talk about. And I feel like that cycling is like, there's, I mean, I guess maybe I have, I've only hit the tip of the iceberg, but you know, um, I just, I, uh, there should be more out there to kind of explain some of this stuff. And uh, Merit Legrand says, yes, join the triathlon YouTube gang. We're nice, I promise. It, it's an, it, I mean, I like, I like a lot of YouTube channels, tri triathlon YouTube channels. They're fun. I mean, because I, I just like the, you know, there's a lot of just opportunities for B-roll, which I'm a big fan of. So I kind of, I just like watching B-roll. So I do like watching a lot of the triathlon channels. And Vin Mella Running Club says, start doing vlogs and I'm working on getting into shoe review. Do you have any suggestions from when you got started? Love your videos. Yeah, I would say um, in the beginning, don't worry about like trying to get stuff from brands or anything like that. Review the stuff that you have. Because the stuff that you have is the stuff that you have the most expertise in. And so just talk about it and figure out what your point of view is. Like, how are you going to explain this to people? Are you going to explain it to people from like a shoe nerd perspective? Are you explaining this to like absolute beginners, people who are not even really sure what makes a good running shoe, that kind of thing, or like anything in between. So figure out like a, think about it. You don't have to decide it now, but always think about what your point of view is for the video and go from there. So that's what I would recommend. And like, talk about what you know about. And sometimes I talk about stuff that I don't know about, but the point of view is that I don't know about it and I'm figuring it out. That's also, I think, just fine. Uh, all right, oh, here's a question that I saw. I saw it earlier and I saw I missed it. Ray Solar's a happy jogger wants to know, can I run roads and aggressive trails with my Hokator at once? I would say roads, yes. Aggressive trails, I would say maybe. I think it really depends on like how fast you're gonna go through there. The Torrent, I feel like is a much more relaxed shoe than say like the Zanal. And so I think that there's a lot of room that makes it comfy, um, but that might not make it ideal for something that's very demanding. So I think aggressive trails, you know, uh, I don't know exactly what you mean by that, but when I think of aggressive trail, I would think, you know, if I was going out there for an easy day, probably fine. But if I wanted to really be able to race through something that's an aggressive trail, I'm not sure that's what I, I would probably, I would rather have the Zanal for an aggressive trail than I would want to have the Torrent. Like the kind of the way I think of it going from like dialed in and performance oriented to like uh, super comfy and cushioned, like the three shoes that I have kind of like experience with, I'd be like the Zanal would be the most like aggressive the Torrent 2 would be like in the middle uh, in terms of like kind of like a cushion daily trainer almost. That's how I feel about it. And then like the Lone Peak 5 is much more cushioned, much more comfortable, much more roomy. And so like that's kind of like the spectrum that 
I have been perceiving lately. Um, and Yana says, here we go. You should explore the Shimano sets for road bikes. I believe there is a Shimano Claris, Turney, Soro, Tiagra, 105 Altegra, and Dura Ace. Yeah, see, like, I'm, you know, I actually have been watching some bike reviews, so I'm familiar with Claris. None of the other ones do I, I mean, not that I'm familiar with. I've heard of the name Claris. I don't know any of those other ones. But there's just so much that's out there. And I feel like a lot of these parts aren't cheap. And so I feel like there's probably a lot of YouTube watching that's happening as people are researching this stuff. So that's why I'm like, man, whoever's into the bikes, get on the channels, make it, you know, and um, make some content. Cause I got some questions. I'm looking around. I'm, I'm curious about some of this stuff. Um, yeah. Everyone's asking where Martha is. I haven't seen her yet. I don't think Rainer says it's weird to join the live stream for the first time in a while and not see Martha. Yeah. Hmm. And John Eater says, is the Torrent or is it all more similar to the Mach 4? You know, everyone, a lot of people have been saying that the Zinal is more like um, the Mach 4 and the Torrent is more, wait, I forget what they were saying. They were trying to do some comparisons. But I feel like the Torrent, either way, I feel like the Torrent is more similar to the Mach 4 because for me, the Mach 4 feels like a very cushioned shoe. It's a quick shoe as well, which was what's like miraculous about it and amazing about it. But it feels very cushioned and the torrent feels that way to me. When it comes to the speed aspect though, that's where some similarities I could see with the Zanal. Um, but the Zanal doesn't feel like a cushioned shoe to me. So that's kind of like where I see like both of them have aspects of it that are similar. In terms of cushioning, I would, I don't, you know, the Mach 4 just seems so very cushioned compared, but it's hard to compare like the lugs on a trail shoe to a shoe that has no outsole. You know, so that's that's where it's a little bit difficult to really compare them. They all do have ProFly, and I don't remember which, I think the Torrent has a stack height that's more similar to the Mach 4's stack height, but you know, the, the ride dynamics are, are, are a bit different. Ed Chan says, what up, CoFam? Just got here. I'm better late than ever. Well, good to see you again, Ed. Awesome. And um, Martha said, no, uh, Yana said, uh, I recommend the GCN channel. You know, I've been watching a lot of the GTN. Are they, are they related or is it just a coincidence with the names? Um, I've been watching a lot of the triathlon channel, which I have been really enjoying a lot of that, especially a lot. Of, I mean, I've been only watching their swim content, but I've been enjoying that. And I haven't really gotten into the cycling network, the GCN. That's what the N stands for, right? Yeah. The GCN, I haven't gotten too much into that yet, but I think that, you know, I've started looking up some cycling content on YouTube. So I think it's only a matter of time before it started getting fed to me via the algorithm. So we'll see. But yeah, I mean, my 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 YouTube suggestions are are very different these days than than what they've been in the past. But it's all fun. It's all fun. And uh, PJR confirms that GTN came from GCN, and they're both great channels. Cool, very cool, awesome. Oh, Andrew Bostic is here. Andrew, I did I did follow you on um, Strava, by the way. You were asking about that the other day. Oh, he says, thanks. Sorry, sorry I'm late. Thanks so much for following me on Strava. Yeah, 
I found, you know what? I've been meaning to do it earlier. And then I was like, oh, what was I supposed to do today? I would like get on Strava. I was like, what was I going to do? And then yesterday I finally, or I think it was yesterday I finally remembered. Sorry about that. It took me a little while. Um, oh, and then this giving the additional fact, GTN, GCN, and GMBN. Oh, I didn't even know MBN existed. They're all the same company. Interesting. I spent a lot of time this morning specifically looking at um, not bikes necessarily, but um, trailer ways of carrying the bikes um, for uh, the family. So I was like, how do I carry four bikes on a car? So I spent a lot of time looking at that. So I was looking at a lot of like Yakima racks and also like trailer hitch uh, bike carriers and stuff. So that, that was this morning. So I kind of went down a rabbit hole there. Uh, all right. Jasper Mosley wants to know, are there any new all-purpose shoes for 5K high school cross country, an alternative to the pegs? Um, I would look, I really like the SL20, depending on the terrain that you're doing for your 5Ks uh, and racing in. I mean, I think that they just updated the Zoom Streak LT. Did they? There's a Zoom Streak and there's like a Zoom Streak LT that is one of them is more off-road oriented not like trail but like cross-country course oriented so i would look at some of those from nike there are race flats for 5ks um but yeah uh if you don't want the peg i mean i feel like for training purposes um the sl20 could be a good one i would also probably like the beacon for training for uh cross country in high school. Um, for racing, I think that I, I always raced in either a spike with the plugs put in, um, if it was a very uh, hard surfaced course, but if it was a grassy course, I had you know the long spikes in. But uh, for training, uh, what I would like are, a lot of the lower to the ground daily trainers, I think would work. Um, something new in that category, I think could be the ultra under armor flow velocity wind it's a little bit expensive hopefully it'll be on sale soon but that one i think is a pretty fun one that could be a really good uh all-purpose trainer for um high school cross-country training all right and uh let's see and it says i like my how do you say that thule toe ball bike rack very easy to use. Okay, good tip. Um, and New Bedford said, I'd 100%, 1,000% go hitch rack for four bikes. That's what I kind of came to. I'm like, we got all different sizes of bikes too, and I don't think I'll be able to fit them all on a roof. So I think I'm going to have to do that. So I'm going to talk to my uncle today, um, or my wife's uncle today in Guttenberg. That's where I actually got to go pretty soon, take the kids over there, um, drop the car off with him. And well, I, I need to get some new windshield wipers, not drop the car off. I'm going to go to the shop and talk to him about, see if he could put on a hitch uh, for me because the car doesn't have one right now. So I'll talk to him about that. And then we're probably going to get um, the hitch bike carrier. But Adam warns, don't leave them on your car and out of sight. Tons of stores are then getting stolen, even if they're locked. Oh, that's scary. I have seen like there's a lot of locks that are discussed in these videos. And I'm like, really? How are people gonna steal like a, a 
hike off a hitch. I mean, I guess you would ride off with it, but like, I mean, you would also have to have a bike carrier on your vehicle to steal someone else's bikes, right? Seems like a tough thing to steal, but I guess it, I could see it happening. Bike theft is pretty common, I suppose. Um, and Tenruth says, Hambini is the go-to cycling YouTuber. Hambini? All right. I'll just, I don't think I've come across Hambini. I will go take a look. And Johan Salzer says, what is a race you wish to take part in outside of the U.S., Canada? Uh, I think running comrades would be amazing. I don't know that I'm capable of running comrades, but that's one that like always piques my interest every time I hear about it. I would want to do a downhill year because I like running downhill. Um, running the marathon on the Great Wall of China, I think would also be pretty epic. So that's another one that uh, has my attention as well as the kind of like the usual kind of runner answers, London, Berlin, Tokyo. Uh, those are all races that I'd, I'd want to do as well. So, um, but trying to give some of like the more non-common um, answers, those are two that jump out at me. All right, let's do a couple more, and then I got to get going for today. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> Adam says, uh, there are two types of people who have roof racks. Those who have driven into their garage with the bike still on and those who will. What's funny is one of my buddies, uh, when we uh, went, went up to, I went to Milwaukee with my buddies for like a guy's weekend one time and we brought bikes um, so that we could ride our bikes. Well, not my bikes. I could ride their bikes while we were up there. And uh, my buddy dropped me off at my building and the building has like an overhang where you can kind of like pull in. And, um, he definitely, there's a, a, a lower bar to let you know that your, you know, your clearances aren't right. And he had was pulled in and totally forgot that he had the bike on the roof rack and just ding, drove right into it. Fortunately, everything was okay. It hit right into the saddle and the saddle was still fine. We weren't going fast, but yeah, I could, <laughs> I could totally see that. <laughs> All right. And you betcha helping me out. That word is pronounced Thule. There you go. Nice. Now I know. Now I know. All right. Um, and all right. Let's see. Remy's here. Says hi, everyone else. What's going on? Good to see you, Remy. All right. And, and Remy says, oh, there was bike talk? Yeah. I mean, I guess there was kind of a lot of bike talk today. More try try talk. So you, you missed some. You missed some. You will have to rewind. All right, Vin Mela, I think this will have to be the last one for today, says, Vin Melia Running Club says, what do you think of the Bada X? Wild Chew that my friends and I were surprised to see released. I'm super excited for it. Um, I think that there's kind of like an interesting narrative for it as being like the carbon plated shoe for the rest of us kind of approach. I'm not sure that that's what it's gonna be. I haven't run in it yet. I still haven't received, they said they were gonna send me a pair. I still haven't gotten mine yet. I'm, very eagerly anticipating. I'm supposed to get a pair of Bondi X and Rincon 3s at the same time. So um, hopefully I'll get them soon so I can test them out. But I'm really looking forward to using that as kind of like um, just a next step in Max Cushion. So like we've seen like the old Max Cushion, just a bunch of squishy foam. Not that fast, but comfortable. Then we saw kind of like the springier 
uh, Max Cushion shoes, like the 1080, the Triumph 19, um, and now the Fresh Flow More version 3. Those are also interesting. Now to see like a carbon plated Max Cushion shoe, you can combine like super squishy with carbon. So that's like a nice formula because then you get squish and spring, right? So I think it's an interesting concept. They've said that they didn't change the formula for the foam in the Bondi when they made the Bondi exit. They kind of just like cut out a portion and inserted a plate into it, I think is kind of what it was. Well, they said there was a lot of testing and iteration and prototypes, but um, I don't think that they made the foam any different. I would have been really excited if they said they made the foam squishier to have a carbon plate to kind of compensate for it. So it'll be interesting to see what it is. I'm very excited. I'm hoping that it's kind of like the Puma Deviate Nitro, which I've been enjoying, which is a heavier shoe, but really great on long runs, especially a long run that you might have a couple of stretches of marathon effort miles in there. Let's say you've got like a 15 or 20 mile run and you've got like, you know, uh, maybe one by four miles inside of that at marathon effort or two by three miles, something like that. Uh, that's where I feel like those kinds of shoes would be super fun. So like we're starting to get really finely graded in terms of like carbon plated shoes. You got the racers, then you got like the training companions, you know, and then like the trainer racers. And then if you've got like kind of like max cushion carbon plated shoes or long distance carbon plated shoes, you know, there's, a, you know, there's a lot of options that are out there. Uh, but I think it's exciting. I always like experimentation because even if it's a flop, Hopefully it's at least interesting and may lead to something else better. So that's where I feel about the Bondi X. I can't wait to try it. Hopefully I'll get mine soon. All right, guys, I think I'm gonna have to leave it there for today. Tomorrow's video will hopefully be the, I'll hopefully be able to get this done and get the Wahoo Element Rival review posted tomorrow. And then what's tomorrow? Thursday, we'll do another live stream. Same time as today, 1 p.m. Central time. Uh, bring your recovery beverage of choice, and I will see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.